Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, one and all, for Rodney and Raymond and Ichabod, as well as uh, Biff and uh, Bambi. Bambi, how you doing out there? How is the whistle blowing through that empty cavern you have between you two, your uh, two ears? Huh? How, how's that whistle going? Yeah. Well, I'm sarcastic, always have been, always will be, and you know what? It's that time to get started. My name is Paul Truesdell. This is the Paul Truesdell Podcast, and this will probably be the last time we're going to do this introduction. I'm going to combine the introduction and the disclaimer probably this afternoon, work on it a little bit. But with that being said, let's get this out of the way. The Paul Truesdell Podcast is sponsored by Fixed Cost Financial, the home of fixed cost investing and Longview Forecasting Practical Forecasting for the Busy Professional and Business Owner The Paul Truesdell Podcast General Business and Economic Observations Individual Wealth Tips, Tricks, Tools, or Techniques And Things That Made Paul Raise His Eyebrows shake his head and purse his lips while taking a deep breath. Let's get started. There's an article out that uh, is titled New Censors. The polls show almost half of Americans favor government censoring misinformation. Yes! So what happened is the Pew Research Center uh, did a, a poll. I find it chilling. I find it disturbing. But hey, it is what it is what it is. There's a huge jump among Americans in favor of censorship. That's right. Totalitarian government must exist. And basically half of the citizens believe that we should have government-controlled information because misinformation is terrible. Now, the shift basically took and took place entirely among Democrats. That's right. Now, Democrats overwhelmingly favor less free speech. They want government control over speech. And um, as Voltaire said, to learn who rules over you, simply find out who you are not allowed to criticize. That, ladies and gentlemen, makes a hell of a lot more sense. And when it comes to making sense, how do you square 54 million Americans being on Social Security? Population of 330 million people, 42 million are receiving some type of SNAP, Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program. We used to call them food stamps. Anyways, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, we got retirees, got dependents, dependents of retired workers. We got all sorts of survivors and everything else. Yeah, we can definitely do this. No if, ands, or buts about it. So if you're on Social Security, your benefit is on average $1,503 a month. That means you qualify for $154 in SNAP benefits. I'm sure you're also absolutely thrilled about all that money that was left behind. Where? In Afghanistan. Oh, me, oh, my. Oh, no. Oh. Yes, indeedy do. It is what it is what it is. Now, you may or may not know this. This is one of those little things that I've always known. I've always thought, well, 
You think it's ever going to come back? Well, apparently it might come back. What is that? Well, so if you have a ship under American flag, our government can press it into service. Note that most of these cruise ships and all other kind of ocean-going liners, they're foreign flagged. There's a reason for it. They don't want our government to seize control and use it for military purposes against their country, which we tend to do. But now the Pentagon is actually thinking about activating uh, civilian aircraft to to reserve and pick up speed for the evacuation of uh, Kabul. Now, think about this. The Civil Reserve Air Fleet simply means that America has, with all of its power and of all of its facilities, all of this powerful military, we can't, uh, we can't get people out. It's impossible to, af- to evacuate all the Afghan and Afghan allies, allies that we have there. So if you think the composition of our country is going to change a little bit, we haven't seen nothing yet. But here's the thing. It's a hard and painful evacuation, Biden says. So we're going to maybe have to press civilian aircraft and force them to go over and to help bail us out. What do you think about that? Does that kind of concern you? I know it kind of concerns me. My luck, I would be on a flight that uh, would get uh, routed in the middle of the uh, of the flight, and they go, oh, well, ladies and gentlemen, we're no longer going to be landing at uh, LaGuardia. We're now going to be landing in Kabul to uh, help uh, in the evacuation because there's only three of you on this flight. We've decided that your rights don't make any difference. We're just going to land and get it done. Yeah. So we've got a big storm going on in, Cal- in uh, New York. It's actually, you know, it's not a hurricane. It looks like it's going to be just a tropical storm. But uh, things are flooding, and these are the same people that always make jokes about uh, Florida flooding. We're all going to be underwater pretty soon. So, yeah, what else? Oh, and of course, in California, state officials have opened an investigation to whether the Republican candidate Larry Elder has failed to disclose income sources. Anything to get the uh, man in power reelected. No ifs, ands, or buts about that, right? And I'm going to kind of just round some numbers off here because it's not important. But basically, in Israel, they have like about 80% of the population has been vaccinated. Now, the Palestinians, basically about 10%. Now, the Palestinians, well, they live in territories that have been occupied by Israel since 1967, just basically in the West Bank. You've heard of East Jerusalem and Gaza. You may have heard of the Six-Day War going back to 1967. Okay, so you kind of got the whole lay of the land there. Now, if you look at the population of the two peoples, okay, one, lots of people have gotten vaccinated, and the others, not so many. The number of people on a population basis... So Israel's got like about 9 million people. And in the West Bank and the Gaza, the Palestinians, they've got about 5.8 million. And you look at the number of people who have been hospitalized with quote-unquote COVID, and you look at the number of people who have died, Palestinians and Jews. Remember, 10% versus 80-90% vaccine, right? And you work the numbers on a per capita basis. Now, here's the problem. And so the definition of per capita, it's an economic, it's a statistical analysis term. It means on a per person basis, okay? You break it down to per capita basis. And the number of deaths are identical, identical. So these people got vaccinated. These people basically didn't. These people got sick. These people got sick. The rates are the same. The death rates are about the same. 
You can't hide that. You find that interesting? Of course that's interesting. That should be amazingly interesting. But the headline story for Sunday, August 22nd, yesterday, was who are the million of Israelis who have yet to be vaccinated? And the whole story is about how they need to be hunted down and vaccinated. I got to tell you, I found that amazing that you have an Israeli publication talking about hunting down Jews to get them vaccinated. To me... <laughs> that's not just weird, that's frightening and foretelling. If you have a university where anyone in any way, shape, or form takes money from the federal government, then that university, that college, comes under the control of the federal government by way of the Department of Education. And you should understand that Hillsdale College is one of the few colleges in the nation that does not accept any federal funds. None. None whatsoever. They can't. They can't allow a student to get any kind of grant or aid because they would be subjected to all of the laws, rules, and made-up regulations by the, by the federal government. But here's the thing. Wyoming Catholic College, Southwestern Baptist Southeastern Baptist, Slater. Now, the Southwestern Baptist is in Texas. Southeastern's in Kentucky, but Slater's in, Miss, in uh, Massachusetts. Principia in Illinois. Pensacola Christian in Florida. Patrick Henry in Virginia. New St. Andrews in Idaho. Been on the campus, pretty cool. New College Franklin in Tennessee. Mid-American Baptist in Tennessee. Hillsdale again in Michigan. Gutenberg in Oregon. Grove City in Pennsylvania. Faith Bible in Maine, Christendom in Virginia, Boyce in Kentucky, Bethlehem in Minnesota, and Althena Christian in Idaho. Now, here's the thing. From an investment standpoint, do you think there's a possibility that there will be at some point in time a private college and or university that will reject all federal monies like these schools? It'll be a for-profit, and what they're going to do is they're going to cater to old school education. No fluff, hardcore Get her done. I think there's a real possibility. And I am looking at a company that's doing that right now that may be worth my personal investment in the days ahead. So before going any further, let me get this out of the way and I'll be right back. Due to Paul's extensive holdings and that of his clients, you should assume that he and his firms have a position in all companies discussed and that a conflict of interest exists. By listening to this podcast and using this website in any manner, you understand the information presented is provided for informational purposes. Nothing said, written, or otherwise communicated in any form should be construed as an offer, recommendation, or solicitation to buy or sell a security. So in the United States, as of 2019, the average household had 1.93 children. You cannot sustain a population, as you may or may not know, in terms of real numbers, not just percentages, but families that are considered white, whatever that means, uh, Anglo, actually went down, actual numbers went down. China has been facing a horrific problem coming up when it comes to their baby boomers. Japan has the same issue. Korea has the same issue. Well, China now has changed the law that they've had for many, many years, and married couples are now going to be allowed to have three children. That's right, three children. 
Now, what I want you to do is think about this. In the United States, we are going more and more towards the majority of the population wanting the government to tell everybody what is allowed to be discussed and on the news and et cetera. And the same thing has been going on for China for years. So how long will it be before the government says, because of global warming or global cooling or global change or whatever whatever the case is at the moment, um, children are, are very costly and therefore are net a net negative to the, the environment. So we have to restrict people to one or two children, just like China did for many, many years. So as a result, China has tried for many decades to control their population. And it was very strictly imposed one child per family. If they didn't follow the rules, oh, well, they lost their ability to do banking, to do social media. They lost their jobs. And in many cases, women were forced to undergo abortions. You know, my body, my choice when it comes to abortions. Same thing with, you know, vaccines. Now, there's also a preference for boys, which led many, many, many people in China to kill their baby girls. And so there's an imbalance when it comes to a sex ratio. There are just way more boys than there are girls. And it's causing a real problem. Plus, their aging society is such that it's just, it's, it's tough. People over the age of 60 in China now account for nearly 20% of the population, which is 5.5% higher than it was in 2010. While those who are quote-unquote working age fell from 70 to 63% of the population. So here's the point. Demographics is a big deal. Demographics is a huge deal. But most people will not talk about demographics. If you actually have an honest, sincere discussion, especially at work, about demographics, you, you can't have that unless it's behind closed doors, it's in research and development, and you don't let the midwits hear what you're talking about. Or you're fired! The people that have no authority over you will start to scream and holler and carry on. Now, a good example of this, in Apple, the rank-and-file employees are beginning to really get upset with the fact that Apple will be screening every single photo that you ever take to see if it falls within their um, what they view as, as being pornographic um, and, you know, inappropriate for children. Okay, I get it. You know, nobody wants to see children abused. I, I, I don't. But do you feel it's a right to have Apple look at all your pictures, no matter what they are? <laughs> Continuing on with uh, COVID-related items, about 1.8 million home mortgages are still using forbearance protection that was made available to them back in, uh, let's see, March 27th of uh, last year. It's called the CARES Act. It represents about 3.3% of the 56 million American home mortgages that exist nationwide which is not that big of a deal, but if you saw a lot of foreclosures taking place all at once, probably would see the price of homes drop and, um, well, it would be interesting at the very least. I also found it interesting that the federal government, uh, the Senate, has approved $7.5 billion to build additional charging stations um, is part of the $1.2 trillion Senate bill uh, because there are 43,600 electric vehicles in the U.S. And so instead of private industry building gas stations or refueling stations, we're going to spend $7.5 billion to build charging stations and understand that electric vehicles travel roadways that are paid for by, that's right, gasoline taxes. Yeah. 
Oh, I'm not quite sure if I'll be able to get this right, but the Nigabu Jingha, the uh, third busiest port in the world, and I'll say that five times real fast, it's a Chinese port. It's been uh, shut down. Uh, it's got it's in its eighth day of uh, partial work. There are a grand total of 80 ships sitting out there, just kind of hanging out in the uh, water, chilling, waiting for the port to reopen. So that will have a little bit of a supply and demand uh, problem here for the, the industry, um, all, all sorts of industries. Oh, and by the way, just so you know, the numbers are uh, for 20 years in Afghanistan, we spent $2.26 trillion, $2.26 trillion. That, folks, is a, that's a lot of money. <laughs> that's a lot of money. And with that, let's wrap up with one more little statistic you might want to just think about. Phoenix, little old Phoenix. Phoenix was the 99th largest city in the United States in 1950 with 106,000 people. Little old Phoenix, I remember it well. Today, Phoenix is the fifth largest city in the nation with 1.61 million people. Holy moly, things do change. This has been the Paul Truesdell Podcast, sponsored by Fixed Cost Financial and Longview Forecasting. For more information about fixed cost financial and longview forecasting, visit the website for the conglomerate of Truesdell Companies at truesdell.net or call the corporate offices for the Truesdell Companies at 212-433-2525. That's 212-433-2525. All rights reserved. And a quick congratulations to Tyler Gilbert of the Arizona Diamonds, who 68 years after Bobo Holloman, who accomplished his feat on May 6, 1953. That's right. On August 14th, Tyler Gilbert, 102 years since 1919, threw a no-hitter in his first career start in Major League Baseball. I don't know about you, but that's pretty damn cool. Now, that's a feat that's hard to beat.